0: Hi, this is Arik. And I'm Relia. And we're here to talk about interesting things. Or so we think, but we let you be the judge of that. And we are coming to you from our quarantine into yours. Maybe you are listening to this in the future after COVID-19 is over. Either way, the information we have to talk about is ageless. Ageless. So, I am feeling this quarantine energy pretty intensely. Um, You know, as an astrologer, it just seems like, you know, as I've written like the North node in cancer, we're cooking more, we're staying at home, we're scrolling more on our screens, everyone's doing it. And what I wanted to talk about today is something that has been really interesting to me actually. And that's about the Akashic records. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been... I mean, as you know, I wrote that report about COVID-19 uh, from an astrological point of view and, mm. you know, what we need to do as yeah. a collective to make it come over quicker, like to end it quicker. But I've, I've seen in many cases, not only with COVID-19, where people are opening the Akashic records and... <laughs> divulging wisdom about the Akashic records. And also I've seen people give classes about them and, and wow. teachings about them. And I just am like, okay, <laughs> I know like kind of like what, what like kind of, what are the Akashic records? So I just, I'm opening this up for discussion. Cause I'm just kind of <laughs> like, can you please illuminate what is going on with these Akashic records? And <laughs> well,
1: I'm really trying hard to not just laugh out loud Um, because my class is on uh, reading the Akashic records. I mean, well, there's just no end to what people can do, I suppose, Um, to keep it very, very simple. um, Akasha is just another Sanskrit word, you know, that we think we know so much about, like chakra and like...
0: Ah, uh, uh, interesting. Like
1: karma and dharma, <laughs> you know, like all of these things <laughs> that we have appropriated and uh, think we know so much about. And But really what akasha means, it's, it's just the ether. It's like the fifth element. It is something that the elders in that culture... Have used to describe what we today would call the quantum field or the zero point field, like mm-hmm. the undefined, all potential, potential and potentiality uh, bearing matter, mm-hmm. like primordial matter, not more, no less, and <laughs> that to say, oh God, you know. It's like I could joke. I say, oh, you know, I opened the Akashic Records and I saw that today at 5.55 p.m. I am going to be here and recording a podcast about the Akashic Records. Seriously, I mean, I don't want to be disrespectful, but
0: this is just weird. Mm -hmm. So it's not an actual book that somebody goes and opens.
1: No, even though... I personally like the idea of the book, you know, like uh, as it is written in one of my absolutely favorite books of all times, The Journeys of John and Julia. Oh. Uh-huh. There we read, or we can read about the book, which is the book of the high priestess archetype. If you look at it, like she has like this role and it's says Torah on it and, you know, Uh, we know like that is the book where everything that ever happened is written in and everything that ever will happen is written in there too and everything that never happened and never will and everything that not happened yet but will happen in the future. So that was just the symbolism of using this as a book without pages and like I said, it's just an image for that quantum field that can really not be defined in any other way. Like the, this ocean of possibilities.
0: Mm. Yeah. So that's the, that's the high priestess archetype you're talking about. Yes. The book that she holds. Yes. Like where, so that's like that quantum field because I mean, I'm, I understand the quantum, <clears throat> that makes sense to me. But Mm -hmm. when somebody says they opened and I've seen this on Instagram and on YouTube and Mm -hmm. I've seen it like with people, like they have actual workshops where they have Akashic readings and people say that they opened the Akashic records and they're developing, they're divulging wisdom from the Akashic, from the Akasha as you have, I guess Mm -hmm. that's, I guess Mm -hmm. that's the noun or Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of like, how do you know this isn't BS? (laughs) Because then technically anything you say is within the Akasha. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Even if it has nothing to do with truth. Yes, that's right. This is mind blowing. So I guess this is like just one of the spiritual traps that people can fall into, like when they're on the path.
1: Yes, I suppose so. And There's another one of our favorite movies. Remember, I call it Jackson, but actually it's called Franklin. Oh, yeah, it's a great
0: movie with Ryan Phillippe. Uh Uh-huh. It's
1: amazing. And I always refer to it when I say these are our times. I mean, you know, everybody and their grandmother has a religion and everybody and their grandmother knows everything about everything. And so you can pick and choose what you want to have as your practice not getting anywhere because you know you stop liking it oh god there's a gazillion things out there that suit your ego better and you know how wow. much better can it oh get than i learn how to open the akashic records and get my wisdom out of there um yes it's a little bit dangerous even i mean mostly it's hilarious to me but it's also dangerous because not only can it be just pure fantasy, like people fantasizing things that, you know, have no grounds in any reality other than in their ideas. It also, and I don't know if we even want to venture there, but Mm -hmm. fact is, you know, not everything that's out there has uh, good intentions. Like there are beings like astral beings,
0: out mm-hmm. there
1: and some of them they're just in there for the mischief you know um i lived in hawaii as some of you may know and mm-hmm. there are like these beings they're called many and these are like these little beings and they're just out for mischief you know you're somewhere where they are around and you know they eat your sandwich or something like that so there's no harm in that, but then there are also other beings and they mean you actual actual harm.
0: So these beings, I mean, okay. So you just, again, you just dropped another bomb or few and I, you know, this is like really intense because I guess these beings that you're talking about, then how does one, I mean, how does one attract, that into your life because I mean you know we watch the magicians yeah for example like, yeah. we love that show the magicians mm-hmm. there's a lot of accurate descriptions of what happens when you get involved in magic yeah. and you know and then there's also the part where Julia Jules mm-hmm. she um she encounters a god you know and then she keeps also attracting that that devilish God and then I don't want to give any spoilers away but it's kind of like what the way I understood and how that is in life. It's like, if you have negative thoughts, you're more prone to attract those astral beings. Or if you're selfish, you attract those those lower astral beings. But if you're generous and having compassion and an open heart, then you attract wisdom and the angels that give you good ideas for business or good ideas or love. And I mean, is that kind of how it works? That's exactly right. Because, Uh,
1: there is just no exception to the rule that as within so without like whatever you encounter on the outside in your experience is just what's happening inside of you and like if you are let's get back to you know opening the akashic records and you know uh, dispense some wisdom from because they're all in there
0: also right or
1: well it all of our experiences, yes, and all the quantum, yes. it's in, all in the so quantum yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like it's something that has been created out of that, mm-hmm. and once something is created, it needs to be experienced until its natural life cycle is over. And you know, for some of these beings, this can be millennia of our time scale. Yeah. Either way, you know, they are there and they all want to be heard and they want power and they want energy. And what better than a so called adept, you know, that they like use to uh, channel their bullshit, if I could call it that. And I do really not mean to be disrespectful to anybody. I mean, There are clear channels out there. I am not saying that, but I'm also pretty sure that are not the ones giving classes on Akashic record readings, but you know, they just channel their wisdom and yeah. Like what I saw, what I saw on
0: Instagram stories many times is like people that go to these Akashic readings and then they listened. I don't know if they teach them how to read the quote unquote Akasha. I don't even know how that's possible, but I think they just listen like as an entertainment what the person has to say and what they're channeling and stuff. But what, you know, the movie you mentioned earlier with Franklin, yeah. I think is really interesting. Cause what you said, like on the spiritual path, you said that people, they find beliefs or they find modalities or they find paths that suits their ego. Yes. Can you expand a little bit more on that? Because that to me just sounds like really dangerous
1: well in our times where everything is readily available in terms of you know knowledge age of aquarius uh, yes the age of aquarius uh, the um, like quote unquote spirituality or being spiritual has become a lifestyle choice mhm um, but not a real burning flame how it used to be like a soul desire wow as if you could see me now you could see my eyes filled with water because even if I just talk about this think about this like this burning passion that you must have to just like better yourself and to really like give up all the attachments and and these ideas that you have and to become this pure channel that we were talking about, you know, this is actually a very touching moment when somebody reaches there and to truly understands that everything that's going on here is
0: just like what they call a 1% reality. Mm, Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. that, That makes a lot of sense because I've encountered in my own practice with I don't even want to say students, but even like potential students or potential clients where, well, let me back up a little bit, as you know, and maybe some of, you know, I, I love truth. You know, I, I really like to adhere to truth. Like sometimes I can be like truth police, you know, Mm. I can feel when something is just not true Mm -hmm. and that's how muscle testing works. It's either true or it's not. It has nothing to do with my opinion or, Judgment or what the Akashic Record you. <laughs> and, and when people, they think they found their truth with the lowercase t, it's more of like a justification. Yes. it's It's like, you know, whatever suits the ego, as you said. Mm-hmm. And Franklin, that movie Franklin, is basically about or the world that it takes place in is where there's a religion for everything, even Mm -hmm. down to pedicures and manicures. Yes. Mm -hmm. There's a religion for everything. And we know from American gods, there are different gods depending on where you put your energy. Yes. But there is only one truth. Yes. With a capital T. Yeah. There's only one truth and anything that suits your ego is really just, I mean, could you say like black magic or is that making too big of a jump?
1: Hmm.
0: Or like half-truths.
1: I mean, yes, Mm half-truths are black magic, if Mm -hmm. you want to call it that way. And that uh, leads me back to what I was going to say about the age of Aquarius, where like all the truth, or let's put it this way, knowledge leading to truth is out there and readily available and not understood by but a few. Because the um, how I said in the last podcast you know to know that this is an apple that I'm holding in my hand and I can describe it and or you know this famous painting I think from Magritte where it says this is not an apple you know depicting an apple because no it's a picture of an apple and like knowing what an apple is and eating an apple this is like an entirely different realm and so people nowadays thinking they know something and even if it is something that's true on paper that does not mean that it becomes the truth and my favorite example for that is I know that it is absolutely and technically possible to walk through walls can I do it hell no I can't So is my level of vibration so pure, so high that I can at will modulate my being to the uh, vibration of the wall and then walk through it? No, because I mean the wall and I, at its essence, we are the same. We are made out of that... Akashic stuff, right? Like that ether, that fifth element, stardust, like stardust yeah. whatever you want to call it. But can I access that knowledge in practicality at will? Mm. Well, my humble listeners, don't be disappointed, but I can't,
0: I can't. So basically <clears throat> something really profound as what I hear you saying is that Knowledge is not truth. That's correct. Let's get more into that after this short break. This podcast is brought to you by Aurelia Essential Oils. 100% pure, therapeutic grade essential oil synergies. Wellness for you and everyone around you. Okay, so we are back and we are talking about knowledge is not truth. Now, what does that even mean?
1: Yeah, that's right. I um, wanted to say that before we went on to the break. So thank you for picking it up. Because these, uh, these energies or these vibrations, they live in two different... Chakras are how we call it. you remember? We call it vortex, vortices, uh, because we try as much as possible to get away from the Sanskrit meanings and make it a little bit more modern and, you know, use the English words for it. So knowledge... Like quantum
0: instead of akasha.
1: Yes, exactly, like that. (laughs) Or the ether, you know, I mean... um, Mm for what it's worth, the knowledge lives in the third eye vortex. So that has a certain vibration and truth in the crown. And obviously, you know, the vibration changes, like gets from lower to higher. And we see that in the different colors in the spectrum this color spectrum.
0: Yes. That makes a lot of sense actually. Cause even <laughs> astrologically, as you know, the crown vortex is with mercury and mm-hmm. the, the third eye vortex is with the moon. And in a chart, mercury and the moon have completely different energies. Mm-hmm. You know, mercury can be way more objective and connecting to the energy of intention, which I want to talk a little bit about, uh, if we have time in this podcast. Um, whereas the moon can be very emotional, like knowledge, you know, how they say knowledge is power and, knowledge will set you free but it could be again just an opinion yes because anything is knowledgeable yes like i know that she doesn't like me does that mean it's truth
1: Mm.
0: no it just means that that person has some ego that doesn't like some other ego Mm -hmm. but it has nothing to do with truth no so when someone says they're opening i'm so i just i can't (laughs) I can't let it go. When they are opening the Akasha Mm -hmm. records and reading them, what do you think they're doing? I mean, really, what do you think that they are doing?
1: Oh, well, I mean, you know me well enough to know that I have given up thinking or trying to figure out other people's motivations a long time ago. I really couldn't begin to know what they are thinking. So of whatever I say in a context like that is pure speculation on my part, like out of the gazillion
0: possibilities. Well, I mean, I mean, okay. Let me narrow it down a little bit. Like, is it possible to read the quantum? No, yeah. of course not. Right.
1: It's not because if you read the quantum, I mean, you can just, you can say, okay, everything that I can and cannot imagine is there. Yeah. <laughs> quantum red so no because right. it's a field of endless possibilities and uh, you know until i set an intention and that wave of endless possibilities like the ether mm-hmm. the akasha yeah like collapses into a single location in space-time you know it is it's all it is, it's a possibility. And so the intention of whoever assumes to reading the Akashic records, you know, this is very much up to who these people are. And
0: Mm -hmm. if they
1: believe that this is some truth that they're dispensing, then all I can say is that there is as, once again, we've seen in Franklin, you know, there is a person there for every kind of stuff that's being produced. How we often say when we watch like a movie that then we stop and not finish is, oh my God, somebody paid money for that. You know, it's like there are so many varieties of people out there and they all have different tastes and, they all need to hear different things. And in the best case, somebody reads their Akashic records to guide people into something beautiful and into a hopeful state. And they need a label that's called Akasha for whatever their reason is. It sounds ancient is. and it's thereby tr- yeah, reliable mm-hmm. and it's like, it has some truth and maybe also it sounds a little bit special because mm-hmm. you know, I can talk about that or, Maybe I can open something secret. You know, my background is marketing and like this is one of the things that have been, I guess, true forever. Use the word secret and divulging a secret and you get like all these people interested. Mm -hmm. So now to have this mystical thing, Like the Akashic Records, you know, that already is then loaded with so much expectation and so much credit in that credibility that it is good on one hand if the person dispensing it is basically a good person and says she sees something beautiful and thereby gives hope and elevates the people listening to it then it's still not true, but it serves a purpose because, you know, vibration is elevated and that's what it's all about, especially in these times of uh, horrible pandemic. Mm. But if it's somebody who's power hungry and wants to bind the listeners to them, then they will say entirely different things and they will word it in a way that makes the people come back
0: like an eloquent charlatan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I can see how it's useful just to help somebody get into a higher vibration that then they can, you know, get in touch with themselves, but it's by no means like a spiritual practice or something that, No. Mm-hmm. and you you mentioned in there, like it makes people feel maybe a little bit, Special, like cause they're connecting or being read to by the Akashic records. Mm. Do you think that people are looking to be special? Oh yes. I mean, that's
1: the hallmark of the ego. The so, ego uh-huh. wants to be special, you know, and in any direction.
0: So a lot of these teachers or Akashic readers or even just wellness therapists they can be just catering. Like you said earlier, catering to people's egos, making them feel special without delivering any piece of truth or empowerment.
1: Yes. That is a possibility. Mm -hmm. I mean, in order to really say that, you know, I cannot have a blanket judgment. I would need to talk to each and every one. Of course it's case by case. Yeah. Case Mm -hmm. by case. But Mm -hmm. yes, it's a definite uh, possibility. And the market is there because people want to hear what the ego wants to hear. And this is based on the five poisons of the mind, you know, mostly like they want to be assured that there will be no loss of anything.
0: Wow. It, wait, what does that mean?
1: Like, you know, that they don't have to give anything up, like in a true spiritual practice, you know, oh. there's a lot of, perceived loss like certain you have kinds to, of
0: foods yeah. or money yes. or status. Yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But I think this is so interesting if I can just inject really quick yes, because exactly. you know, this is really interesting because if you want to be successful in your career, you have to give up family life, for example. Yeah. Or you have to give up maybe a happy relationship, God forbid. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to give up certain things. Yes. Or
1: just playing video games because you know you're waking uh we're working until the V hours of the night. I mean, unless your career is in video games, obviously, but yeah. you get it. It's the a huge drift.
0: industry. Yeah. <laughs> but I think maybe then what you're saying is like it's being special like a trap on the spiritual path or even the vocational path or even relationship path, like just being special or self important.
1: Yeah. It is a big trap because, um, whenever we want to be special, that means we have not understood the first thing about who we are. And it's one of the paradoxes, you know, we are very special because we are unique. Yeah, we are, it's true. Um, but that's usually not good enough. You know, we want to be special in that way that we are more special than somebody else. And that's just not happening guys. Yeah, We are all the same level of special because we are all unique. So now, if I as a spiritual teacher can cater to this need, Mm -hmm. of course, I'm not a spiritual teacher, but an egomaniac, but you know, like with the label of spiritual teacher, because I have some authority, I have power that my trusting pupils give to me and all that, you know, and then I treat them very, very special. And even if I treat them very poorly, because they are the most miserable creatures in
0: all reality, It's also special. You know, I've seen people in your life felt like you were treating them special until you treated somebody else in their eyes special, which for you, as you just said, was you treat everybody the same, like according to what they can receive on their vessel. Mm -hmm. And then they get upset, maybe jealous, because you're not treating them special anymore in their eyes. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really like then wanting to be special gets in the way of being special.
1: Absolutely.
0: You know, or, or self-important, which I think would be a really great topic to, to do on another um, Mm. podcast about self-importance because Mm. that's really what it comes down to. No. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've, I've seen you when people want, that special attention from you or they want mm. praise mm-hmm. or, or they confuse praise for love. Mm. If I think a lot of people do mm. like where they go, Oh, you know, I got praise. So you love me or, you know, this or that, but then I mean, or how- I get criticized so you don't love me. Oh, okay. So yeah. Not true. So how do you, how do you deal Like, cause I mean, you're amazing at that. Like, Sometimes like I can tell, like for me personally, I can tell when somebody like a dog who just wants praise and then it's like, it's, I'm almost like I roll my eyes and like, are you serious right now? Like, are you six? (laughs) No, you're not six. I mean, that's appropriate for a six year old or a dog. Like they need praise. So they need to be like encouraged to like do good things and stuff. But then like you do it anyway. And I'm just kind of like, it's amazing because I guess we're all children of God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's very funny for me. It's the other way around for me. It's as long as somebody thinks they need that or they want that. They really are no more than six. They have not not grown up. The wounded child. Yes. Yes. And so of course I would give them that praise. That's beautiful. Unless of course, you know, somebody is a life coach student and they pay their good money to not get that kind of praise to get, truth, to get truth
0: and not knowledge Exactly. because praise is just knowledge. It's acknowledgement.
1: <gasps> oh my God. That's
0: beautiful. It's yes. Acknowledge- uh-huh. I mean, that's amazing.
1: Yeah,
0: it is. That's phenomenal. So we can safely say if you see Akashic record reading, run the other direction. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But I mean, it's, I, I really, I thank you so much for illuminating on this because I know that you are somebody like a high priestess, you know, you know things. And also, I mean, when I'm reading charts and whatnot and, and, and people have said that I've channeled stuff before, I don't know if I have or have not, honestly, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's what people call it and stuff. I know how to read samskara. Like I can see what's happened in a space like where mm-hmm. samskara is a Tibetan or I don't know what language it is at some word for like where you can you look into it a space and you can see what happened there like mm-hmm. there was a car accident god forbid or yeah. someone had a fight or even somebody fell in love in and you can see yes. these pockets of energy but that's not a akashic reading
1: no this is that's like just the reading the space the, that's yeah. what we
0: call it in english is yeah, reading the, the ether, space the, yeah know, the ether yeah the,
1: Akasha, the ether the fifth element and nothing gets ever lost. Energy will always be there. Mm-hmm. So if you can read those impressions, yes. But I think, and I, yeah. I wish for many of you that you can't, especially not before your time. Yeah. Because it can be quite horrifying. I mean, mm-hmm. imagine the whole world literally is a battleground. Yes, so a graveyard. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. You walk, you see that there has somebody been killed, or you mm-hmm. know some. More or less horrible thing has happened, not as much as the falling in love thing that's there too once in a while, but yeah, you know mostly not, so be ready you no know, once once you okay, once you open your third eye to that skill. You need to know that your root is strong enough to handle the consequences.
0: Yeah. And, but I think you're, you're safeguarded if you're really doing the spiritual work and not cheating,
1: if you do the yeah. spiritual work, mm-hmm. then there is no then the, problem. The,
0: the powers just come,
1: but we have seen,
0: uh, people in mental
1: institutions who have been with maybe some equivalent of somebody who would read the Akashic records. Uh, feeling entitled to open their chakras just like in a treatment and they have opened like their third eyes and they are burning out and they are ending up literally having to be committed
0: yes absolutely yeah and that would be
1: a shortcut you know to think that you can go to somebody and just have your chakras opened before your time but then this comes with all this half truth that we have been addressing today that you know okay a chakra should be open so let's just open it yeah and that's really not that difficult mm-hmm. like you bombarded with energy or with like all these um, devices that are out there that
0: wow. raise the that,
1: vibration of a certain chakra blah blah no, no problem open them.
0: what's it called when 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 uh, people are like mining for energy or not even for energy, but this like extracting stuff, I can see how that happens. Like where then certain devices are just prematurely opening different vortexes so that the energy can be mined. Mm. But I mean, that's oh, a, like
1: energy vampire. Yeah. That's a
0: whole different story. That's a whole yeah. different story, but this makes sense. And I think it's really important for anybody who has been on the spiritual path for, you know, a hundred years or even one day that they're that they know that there is there are modalities that have integrity and others that don't that have astral assistance where the energy is just trying to be mined from these energy from these lower beings that need food yes much like the ego or whatever Mm -hmm. so i'm really thankful to you for illuminating on this and if you have any questions about the the topic or any comments whether you agree or disagree you know Please leave them um, in if you have, you, or you can email answers at arikzander.com. And uh, it's been really an honor speaking to you today about these things. And this has been Arik. And Aurelia. And we are the Zanders. And thank you for listening to Ageless. Bye. See you next time.